Welcome, this is the Change Creator Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Change Creator Podcast Show. This is your host, Adam Force, and I'm very excited for today's conversation. Uh, before we get into that, though, if you missed last week's episode with, with somebody by the name of Dan Doyle, and he um, is uh, he helps people raise more money really effectively for their nonprofit. So that's what we talk about, and you're going to hear about the different um, insights, strategies, and tools that you can use. So if you have a nonprofit, this one is definitely for you. You might get some good tips out of it. Even even if you have a for-profit. I would definitely go back and listen to that conversation with Dan Doyle. Uh, this week we're talking with Heather Dominique and I'm really excited about this conversation. She is the founder and leader of the highly sensitive entrepreneur movement. And now she did not just make up this concept of the highly sensitive entrepreneur, but this is what we're going to dive into. Um, it comes from, um, I think, a doctor's research or something. And she's been doing her own entrepreneurship thing for over over 15 years, maybe 16 years or something like that. Um, and she has a lot of incredible experience. You know, she's been on Lifetime Television, has been published in numerous books, including Stepping Stones to Success alongside Deepak Chopra. Um, and so she's done a lot of cool stuff. And I think she's got a lot of great insight to share. So I'm excited to get into this conversation. I think you're going to I think you're going to be inspired by it and get lots of little, you know, epiphanies um, from what she has to say. So you're going to learn about, you know, what is a highly sensitive entrepreneur and why does it matter? And is that you? And <laughs> what does it mean to you as you run your business? So this is really important stuff. So I wanted to just give a quick update on Change Creator Magazine. Um, we have some changes taking place um, and we're kind of working that out. So I'm really sorry for not conveying these updates sooner. Um, and we still don't have it 100% fleshed out, but we're making some adjustments to the business model and how we do things. Now, we love Change Creator Magazine and it's not going anywhere, um, but we are changing the model. <laughs> so. Basically, we our mission is to really help entrepreneurs get the tools they need to, to, especially early phase entrepreneurs, get the tools they need to grow and scale their impact business. We get stuck without being profitable, not making sales. And so we our signature program, Captivate, is where we're really focusing and seeing results for people. And so we're putting more time and resources and energy into that program because it's, it's really hitting our mission uh, more than anything else. And so that's where we want to... Uh, put more time and energy. And so for Change Creator Magazine, we're reducing the price of Change Creator Magazine. And right now we have 28 editions. I mean, you have our, we have interviews with Richard Branson, Blake Mykoski, you know, Seth Godin, Ariana Huffington, Tony Robbins. It's all in there. Strategies, insights, inspiration, you know, tools, like you name it, it's all in there. Incredible stories with people like Crystal Earl, Jake Orak. So the list goes on. And right now it is a huge library of content. And soon, our blogging content will also feed into the app. So the app will have 28 magazines. It's going to have our conference guide. It's going to have all the other special editions. And it's going to have new content flowing in there for easy access from our our blog soon. But we are not planning on putting out new editions for the time being. And they take a lot of time, effort, energy. And we're a small team still. And so we're really focusing on the Captivate 
signature program and building and working with our community closely on Facebook. So this is why you've probably heard me talk about Facebook. You know, we have our Facebook page and we have our Facebook group and we really get to know everybody in that group. I mean, people that join, we always jump on the phone, we do intro uh, calls over Zoom and we're really connecting with people. And, you know, as we get into the program with Captivate, they're getting results and this is what we're all about. So we've shifted the effort. Now, again, the magazine's not going anywhere. This access is going to be a reduced price. So you have access to the whole library of magazines, plus any other content that is in there, such as the conference guide and things like that. And we're going to have to figure out, you know, will we do quarterly releases, special editions, and things get uh, produced out there? So we're, we're kind of figuring that out. I just don't have all the answers yet. But that's where we are at the moment. So if you notice that, you know, July didn't have a new magazine come out, that's, that's why. So if you guys have questions, you can always reach out. Just go to our website and our contact page. We'll take care of you. We'll answer your questions. Um, just let us know. And we'll update you as we kind of figure these things out. So we appreciate your patience and there's a lot of value in there. So I hope you guys are um, are still taking advantage of that. Um, and we'd love to see you on the Facebook group and the Facebook page. So get involved in those communities. Um, there's a lot going on there. So many good people uh, that you'll want to connect and network with. All right, guys, we're going to jump into this conversation with Heather Dominique and see what she has to say. Okay, show me the heat. I know you're going to dig this. Hey, Heather, welcome to the Change Creator Podcast show. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you so much, Adam. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. Um, I loved your story and want to talk to you more. And um, I think there's a lot you can offer everybody that's listening. Um, and maybe you could just tell us a little bit about what you have going on like today, not today, literally, but in your world right now, like what's the latest? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I think probably, you know, it's really valuable to speak to the fact that I'm entering into my 16th year of being self-employed. Nice. Um, yeah. So uh, I always like to mark that time and it's definitely, you know, this time of the year. And, you know, I take the opportunity to just really reflect on how far I've come and just take some creative time to muse on, you know, where I'm supposed to be headed next over the next 16 years. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So take us back a little bit and let us know how you got into a position to be self-employed. Yeah, you know, I have to say, I think it was probably just a, a huge stroke of ignorance um, and desire, as well as I, you know, in hindsight can look back and say that I think 9-11 definitely played a part. Uh, I live in New York City, and at that time, I was working as a public high school teacher. And obviously, you know, that world event had an impact on pretty much, you know, anyone wherever they were in the world on that day but for those of us who lived in the city and for myself I you know was less than a mile from ground zero it definitely really changed how I was thinking about things and what was happening in my life and some kind of combination there I just got it in my mind that you know I could I could do this self-employed thing and so I stepped in and yeah, sixteen years later here. <laughs> That's awesome. H how did you make your first dollar? Oh my gosh. Uh <laughs> 
<laughs> well, it was, you know, actually, honestly, it was uh, enrolling my first testimonial clients. And that's definitely an approach that I still teach to this day. And my first clients were actually while I was still working as a high school drama teacher. And, you know, with deep, deep gratitude, they were also a lot of my teaching colleagues. So my first business was as a nutrition and wellness coach. And I, you know, started working with clients, I think it was like one evening a week, and then Saturday mornings. And um, yeah, so I just offered them the opportunity to experience, you know, a coaching package um, at a discount rate in exchange for just a heartfelt, honest testimonial. And that was really the beginning. I love that. And it's really powerful because you can get a ton of feedback. You can see how people respond to things and, you know, are they actually going to put money down? And then, like you said, you get the testimonials and it just really is a good first phase. And, um, I, you know, one of the things we always say at Change Creators, if you can't get on the phone and sell somebody, you're not going to sell it digitally. <laughs> so it's good practice. Oh my gosh, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, that really is like such the truth. And I, I, I think there's such a benefit to our digital and virtual age that we're living in, but there's also a lot of detriment. Yes. And one of the, the big detriments is it can be easy to forget that being in business, especially if you're a service-based business owner, is about relationship. And it's so important to be able to have a conversation about who you are and the work that you do and to speak to someone who's looking to experience change for themselves and then be able to speak about how you and your service really can provide the path to that change. 100%. Yeah. I'm super on board. And I think it's... um. It's difficult for somebody. It's easy. It sounds easy to be like, yeah, you've got to, you got to know how to, you know, introduce yourself and let people understand, you know, how they're going to benefit. It's a lot harder to do. Um, and you kind of got to understand, you know, people's expectations a little bit. And you're going to find out real quick if you're talking to the wrong people or not, <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Well, you know, what it is, is, is it is an extreme act of vulnerability. Yes. And again, especially for those of us who are service-based and for myself in particular, you know, I, I, serve and teach and mentor uh, what I refer to as highly sensitive entrepreneurs. And this is this is a, a path that I've been on for almost 10 years out of my 16 years of being self-employed now. And for those of us who are highly sensitive, we tend to really have these amazing strengths that allow us to do really, really incredible work as service-based entrepreneurs. And we have a lot of what I refer to as HSE shadows that really come up and take us out when it comes to those necessary acts of vulnerability. And if you're service-based, your business is you. So when you're speaking to someone about your service, yeah. there's a part of you that understands whether you want to try to be conscious of it or not, that you're speaking about yourself and you're speaking about your 
your abilities. And at the bottom of it all, you're speaking about your worth. So there's a real harnessing and there's a real absolute muscle building that must occur to be able to not only step into that act of vulnerability once, but over and over and over again. Yeah. And I, you know what, you're, you are really spot on because, you know, we try to, we have a course where we work with people about, you know, harnessing their own story and life experiences and integrating that into like what their business is all about, like their values and how they make decisions and stuff. And we have found to exactly what you're saying. Um, people are very sensitive about making themselves vulnerable, even sharing certain information in a private group where everyone's working on the same stuff. They ask like, well, there are certain things I may not want. I'm not ready to share yet. Like, can I share it privately? Like really Mm -hmm. even just written text, you know, it's not, (laughs) not even like a live conversation or anything. So I think there's a real sensitivity around that. So that's a major barrier. Oh my gosh. Yes. And what's so interesting is, is that what I see in a lot of, you know, business owners, a lot of entrepreneurs, whether they're highly sensitive or not, is that there's this leftover residue from the last century about what being in business means when it was very much about more of a corporate approach, um, which obviously still exists, but we're not talking corporate, we're talking entrepreneurialism. And And that that last century approach that I have to be Moses on the mountain and I can't show you or share anything with you about my own experience, including my own sense of vulnerability. But the truth is, is that's just white noise now. We're in a new century. We're in a new time. And that old message one no longer comes across because there's way too many who are trying to speak that old last century version of a message, (laughs) but also it's not what the world needs right now. And that's why there is so many of us who are drawn to be in business from a place of service, from a place of creating change as so much of the work that you do. And, you know, from a place of really being able to move the planet forward. So we've got to let that last century approach go and really be willing to, you know, step up and be the pioneers of this new wave of what it means to really, truly be authentic in the business that you provide. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. And, you know, just to segue off what you you said, I love the word how you use the word residue, there is a a residue. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've gotten obsessed lately with like cellular biology and understanding the subconscious and, you know, Mm -hmm. we have these blocks, right? And I did not know that 95% of our life is dictated by subconscious, which is like programmed. (laughs) And so acknowledging that that's like the residue, right? That's the residue. Absolutely. um, That we are, you know, we grow up with and all that kind of stuff. And if you don't know how to break down that stuff and at least become aware of it to start taking action, you'll keep doing the same things <laughs> over and over Absolutely. Again, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And just the, again, that old last century, just formulaic approach really just is only going to get you so far. And, you know, I so appreciate that you mentioned biology because so much of the work that I do is I'm, you know, really consistently creating a new body of work and teachings and trainings and tools for the highly sensitive entrepreneurs that I serve. And I really draw on all areas of psychology. So, 
sociology, neuroscience, biology, coaching, spirituality, you name it. But definitely when it comes to neuroscience, you know, that there is literally this new wave of scientific research that has shown just within like the last, you know, five to 10 years, and I don't even think it stretches back as far as 15, that our brains work differently than scientists thought up until just about 10 years ago. And that real key aspect of how our brains work differently is that we absolutely have the ability to change at any age. And that is like radical. So that old, you know, phrase of can't teach a dog new tricks just truly does not exist anymore. But the key, as so much of the neuroscience research shows, is willingness. That the brain will only engage in that act of change with a deliberate approach from each individual of the willingness to actually experience the change. And that's the key. And it's definitely the key for those of us who are highly sensitive and definitely those of us who are highly sensitive who want to be self-employed. Otherwise it's just so easy, right. To just kind of stay in the same old, same old, and then, you know, complain about why things aren't working and, (laughs) you know, why the business isn't making the money that you want it to make. But it's truly available to you, to each of us all the time. Yeah, 100 percent. You know, um, a couple of things I got a few things I wrote down I want to touch on. So one, let's let's real quick. I, I'm going to talk about motivation because you mentioned willingness. So we'll talk about motivation in a second. But before we go into that, can you just explain for people when you, your definition of a highly sensitive entrepreneur? Um, I think there's a lot of assumptions made when you say that of what that means. So maybe just coming from you, can we get a definition? Absolutely. Very true. So first of all, the the term and phrase highly sensitive doesn't come from me. It comes from a woman whose name is Dr. Elaine Aaron, and she's a psychologist and founding researcher of the highly sensitive person aspects. And her work is from the 1990s. And what she identified through her research is that there's 20% of us who are born into the world highly sensitive. And what that means is that if you are a person who's highly sensitive, your nervous system is wired differently than someone who's not highly sensitive. And that different wiring has you taking in stimulation at a much higher level than again, someone who's not highly sensitive. So that stimulation could be anything from sight, sound, smell, touch, energy, feelings, information, you name it. So then the work that I do where I come in is to take and expand upon Dr. Aaron's research and apply it to what it means for a person who's highly sensitive, who's chosen to step into one of probably the most overstimulating tasks, (laughs) which is being an entrepreneur. And so that, that is, again, you know, the teachings and trainings tools that I've created is to support those of us who are highly sensitive, who, because of our high sensitivity, really have like incredible gifts and talents to offer. Um, Again, primarily within the field of being service-based, no matter what that is. I mean, I've, I've worked with, you know, service-based business owners from, you know, dentists to coaches to estheticians to equine experts to singers, writers, speakers, you name it. But it all comes down to 
how do we work with our nervous system? And it's really a retraining process that every HSE that I've mentored absolutely must go through. A uh, retraining so that we can really begin to truly see, but really claim and embrace our sensitive nature um, as an asset and as a strength rather than something that we have to try to hide, ignore, protect, and get through. Yeah. Wow. So I, I, that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, how does someone know if that's them? Like, how do you, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm sensitive. Yeah. I cry during the movies. <laughs> right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So high being highly sensitive is definitely different than just, you know, having a level of sensitivity yeah. because we all do for sure. Um, so Dr. Aaron has developed um, numerous assessments and then I have an assessment that I've created again, built upon her work for those who feel called to be self-employed. So that's definitely helpful Got to it. just an official assessment. But in general, you know, you can probably just if you really just take a moment to like, you know, get quiet and honest with yourself, you realize that you probably have had an experience most of your life of feeling different. You feel very different than than others around you because you somewhere within your side yourself, whether conscious or not, recognize that you process differently. So it might, you know, just it maybe, for example, take you a longer amount of time to, you know, kind of process information, or it might show up where you can really intuit, you know, and experience the feelings and needs, the energies of people around you. Or it might just be that you have like this keen sense of subtlety when it comes to your environment, you know, when lights need to be turned up, turned down, music is too loud, too low, what have you. So just even that is probably at the beginning of an inkling that you might be highly sensitive and then I definitely recommend taking an assessment yeah yeah the assessment sounds good um, so we'll point people to that on your website as we get to the end here um, and you, you mentioned earlier before we def defined the HSE highly sensitive entrepreneur um, you know you talked about the willingness to actually do these things right uh, yeah. and you know what do you think, I, I have my own answer, but I'm just gonna ask you and see if we're on the same page, but what do you think starts motivating people to become willing? What is that factor that you have seen that starts pushing people to say, oh wait, I wasn't willing, uh, but now I am. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, beautiful question. So I would say that for each individual in whatever way it shows up in whatever area and, and arena of one's life, there's a dissatisfaction with the status quo, with whatever that might be. And because of that dissatisfaction, then there is also a desire to take personal responsibility and do one's part to have a different experience. And that is what I have really found to be the key to motivation, to willingness, and to absolutely the ability to enact change. Yeah, no, I, I think we're on the same page. I, my answer was gonna be pain. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like the pain and of the that. situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, when that becomes enough, it's like sitting in the hot sun. Sooner or later, the pain of that, if it, if it's too much, you're going to, you're going to start having to get, you know, moving around and trying to figure out something different. And I think if the, the pain of your situation, it gets to be so much, you're going to finally say, all right, the pain of actually changing is easier than the pain of staying here. Right. So you said dissatisfaction and I said pain, but I think we're saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. But I do think it also comes to that aspect of, again, back to the willingness to do one's part, because I think probably, you know, we can both agree and everyone who's listening, you know, a lot of people who are experiencing pain, and their approach to that is to complain, blame, (laughs) shame. And we know a lot of people who are sunburned. Right. And so they're they're not, yeah, they're not actually, you know, you know, they're not, they're like, they're just complaining about the sun or they're complaining about the resort or they're complaining about this beach and there's no shade and I don't have an umbrella and my umbrella is not good enough. And, and, you know, and they go back, they go come home from the beach or the park, you know, with a massive sunburn. So yes, pain and it is about what is the the degree to with which you are willing to accept personal responsibility and play your part to absolutely enact the change. And again, it goes back to those neuro, that neuroscience that we were talking about, yeah. right? Yeah. So whether you're sunburned or not, everyone has the same brain makeup where change is absolutely possible whether you are 18 or 88, yet it has to come from the person individually who says, yes, I am willing to engage in acts that are going to support me in actualizing the change. And even more than that, I'm going to engage in acts and I'm going to see it through, right? Because how many people actually start out and they're like, yeah, I'm totally going to do that belief transformation (laughs) tool. You know, I'll do it. And, you know, it's one of the tools that I teach and we say as a team, we say, great, you know, so let's commit to it for 21, 30 days. And then, you know, day 15, they're disappearing off of the forum. So, you know, right. It's about all elements of the process to, and again, comes back to that willingness, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's something I've always been fascinated with is, well, and, and, you know, we just talked about it, but like when people become willing and they're like, I'm ready for a change and I'm taking action. It's like, wow, what was your, what really pushed you over there? Like, what was that Mm -hmm. moment to flip the switch in your mind? Because there's obviously a shift in your perception. Like something is changing in your life that you're just like, you're fed up. Or like you said, you have dissatisfaction and you just start doing it, you know? So it's always interesting to hear the stories people have of their aha moments. Oh my gosh. It's so fascinating. I could literally talk about this all day. (laughs) Um, and it's so much of like the, you know, just the, the underlying essence of so much in terms of the, again, the, the teachings and the tools that I share, uh, because it, it is, it's so fascinating because you'll have a person will say, I want this. And then on the path to creating it, they absolutely typically come up some, come up against some major resistance and who's creating that resistance 
no one but you, right? So then it has to be about, okay, you know, having supportive tools, structures, programming, accountability to be able to go through that resistance and to realize that you can actually, you know, I I have a whole teaching that I share about um, resistance to resilience and that you can access that resilience and simultaneously be safe. And lack of safety is a real big issue for highly sensitive entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And yet, of course, as an entrepreneur, if you're making that choice, you you are saying, I am willing to enter into a journey that does not guarantee safety. So all kinds of stuff comes up, right? And you have to, again, kind of work through it, but I'm with you. I find it absolutely fascinating. Thank goodness, because (laughs) that is my passion. And, you know, I continue to to do what I can and create what I can to support those that I serve through the process. Yeah, no. And it's an amazing study because the more you can just like hone in on those things and what holds people back, obviously, the more you can help them overcome it. And I like, I like that you mentioned that, you know, that kind of change, it's not easy for people and they're going to go through a lot of excuses and, you know, hiding. And if you don't have a community or a mentor or coach or someone that can help like fight the fight with you and take you, like you said, you had certain tools and support. Um, it can be an almost impossible uh, journey, (laughs) you know? Oh my gosh, absolutely. And that's where, you know, I go back to, you know, our digital and virtual age and, you know, and the amazing, terrain of the internet has all these benefits, but also detriment because there's just so many people who are out there, you know, quote unquote, like selling change as if it's this easy one and done, right? That, you know, it can be done in 30 days or less. And um, (laughs) it's, it's like this massive, you know, human adventure that you're entering into. But if you're willing, and like you said, if you have the right support, um, absolutely, it's possible. But to get caught up and trying to fool yourself, you know, that, gosh, I don't know, you know, say you're a young entrepreneur, so you're starting off when maybe you're like 2021, or, you know, others who come to entrepreneurialism as a second career, like you've been living a pretty long time, one way. You know, and then suddenly it's going to take a little bit more, you know, than 30 days in a home study course to suddenly enter into this truly like entirely different way, you know, of living, breathing and approaching everything that you do. So I I think it's so important to to speak to that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Awesome. And, you know, it's funny because I hear people people that address key areas like yourself and different types of people. And I, they have programs and stuff. And I'm like, man, I would love to just like, I feel like I want to piece these programs together sometimes with ours as like a complete journey that does it all. <laughs> you know, it's like, so because people are experts at certain things and it's like, man, I would love our people to learn that too. So I guess that's why we do what we do here. <laughs> totally. Absolutely. Yes. Um, let's talk a little bit just about where people can find you and learn more about what you're doing right now. And if they want to get help, you know, they can check it out. Oh, and maybe that assessment and stuff, where, where do they go? 
Yeah, absolutely. I would definitely recommend the assessment, though. You know, in our conversation today, I've only spoken a little bit about what it really means to be a highly sensitive entrepreneur. But even if that has kind of like not just piqued your interest, but if there's something in you where you go, oh, you know what, that might be me, I would definitely recommend that you take the assessment. And you can find that at www.hsequiz.com. And when you take the quiz, you will come to the end and you will find through that assessment if you are either a somewhat HSE or if you are a super HSE or if you're like me and you are a super uber (laughs) HSE. Um, And then depending on where you fall on the spectrum, somewhat super or super uber, you'll receive a free HSE success guide that will give you the first steps to really being able to start to work with yourself um, in a different way on this path and and what it really means to be stepping into the HSE journey. So again, that's really kind of the best place I would recommend for us to connect or for anyone to start. And again, that's www.hsequiz.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time today. This has been a fun conversation. Yeah, thank you so much. I love the work that you're doing. And, you know, I agree with you. It's great to join minds and join forces, yes. you know, all all in support of creating change. So thank you. Awesome. Well, listen, we'll uh, stay in touch and um, we'll make sure that we get everybody uh, over to check out what you're doing and we'll talk soon. Sounds good. Thanks. Bye-bye. That's all for this episode. Your next step is to join the change creator revolution by downloading our interactive digital magazine app for premium content, exclusive interviews, and more ways to stay on top of your game. Available now on iTunes and Google Play or visit changecreatormag.com. We'll see you next time where money and meaning intersect right here at the Change Creator Podcast.